Hey everybody, uh, the show is back. Uh, thanks for bearing with me through this winter break, uh, but I'm looking forward to this another year of talking with new and familiar riders and sharing their stories of life on two wheels. Um, and I recently got a resupply of delicious loose leaf teas from Rosoff's Coffee and Tea, uh, so I'm ready to be productive again, as long as I keep honey in stock. Um, but um, got another fantastic guest this week. And I'm excited to share her story. So without further delay or procrastination on my part, I present you the Wheel Community Podcast, episode 46. Enjoy. So now this is recording. Okay. Uh, Welcome. And who are you? Uh, My name is Addie Johnson. Okay. Um, do you have a middle name, Addie? My actual name is Mary Adelaide Johnson. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, how long have you gone by Addie? Is this forever? Forever. My yeah. parents named both me and my twin brother and for our middle names. Really? So okay. Hart's name is Thomas Hart Johnson, but he goes by Hart. <laughs> okay. Um, welcome. Thank you for, for coming. Uh, and, uh, when was the last time you rode? Did you ride this morning? Not this morning. On Monday morning. So. Okay. What is the Monday the roll call? Did you do the roll call ride or did you just ride somewhere? No, actually. Um, so there's a new lady in the group. Her name is Margot, and she's getting uh, into yes. gravel riding. Yes. And David just let her um, borrow his gravel bike to do mm-hmm. a little kind of gravel 101 introduction mm-hmm. adventure and we had a really fun time. It was really cold on Monday morning. It was like 29, <laughs> real feel. But Margot was a superstar mm-hmm. and rocked it, and she loved it, and she bought a bike the next day. So I was chatting with her about that, yeah, and I saw that she bought, she bought a, she was, she was debating doing the outpost ride this weekend. And I was like, that might be a bit much, as they're trying to do a brand new bike, just got to grab a bike. But, um, you know, we'll see. Um, either way. Uh, how did you get into riding? Let's go with the, the big question. It's a great question um, because my parents have always had bikes when mm-hmm. we were younger. We, we kind of rode around the neighborhood a little bit when I was a child, but I really got into actually biking when I was like, I think in high school, just mm-hmm. about where I had two of my teachers were getting to triathlons. Okay. And I was like really inspired to try one also. Okay. And I was like, hey, dad, I want to do a triathlon. He was like, okay, what kind of bike are you going to use? And I was like, can I borrow your bike? Mm-hmm. My dad was like, sure, of course. Um, and I was like only like 16 or 17 at the time. I didn't know that like a beach cruiser is not <laughs> the right bike to bring on a triathlon. But I did it though. <laughs> so Really? Um, three speeds. And super wide tires. Didn't know what air pressure was. I completed it though. I probably weighed like 10 miles an hour, but it totally got me hooked though. Um, and then a friend of mine, a family friend named Larry, he was like, Addy, you know, you should get like a real bike for these triathlons since I'd done a couple of them on the beach cruiser again. <laughs> okay. Just because I was like, that's all I had, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was just funny. And so he was so sweet to like help me look for a bike. And he actually helped me find one on eBay for like a really good deal. Nice. My Scott CR1. And 
he like helped me build it up and it was just like really really sweet and so I, I started to ride that bike a little bit but it had like, you know the clip-in shoes mm-hmm. and I kept falling over in them so I actually kind of stopped riding the bike for a little bit because I was just kind of scared of it and I you know when I got into college I was like you know I want to have a bike to like get around the city and stuff like that and so I went to balance bike and I bought a single speed mm-hmm. not knowing what a single speed was but I thought it looked really cool yeah in the um in the window and so I just got into kind of biking on that for yeah. a while um wait okay wait a minute. so beach cruiser triathlons <laughs> high school okay um with the the first triathlon did you prepare it all did you do any kind of like let me run some and swim some beforehand to get ready for this or just like i'm just going to show up and just like like was there any prep work um a little bit of running swimming i didn't know how to swim so i just doggy paddled the entire time (laughs) so i didn't do very well but it was super fun though okay um so okay so that's your first one you 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 finish yeah congratulations exactly um on a beach cruiser um again whatever break you got um and you do another one and so the so the first one was fun enough that you decided to do a second triathlon high school um was there any kind of prep for that like did you run a little did you try to do more than doggy paddle beforehand i still doggy paddled the next one also (laughs) okay I mean, I actually got my first swimming lesson, like, for freestyle probably in 2018. So that was, like, three years after that first triathlon. Uh, so <laughs> okay. I didn't know how to swim for, like, three years, basically, and kind of just, like... Made it up. Just kind of just did my thing, you know? <laughs> um, uh, just curious, the, these teachers, um, the teachers who were doing triathlons, so you had a couple teachers that were doing triathlons. Mm-hmm. Were they younger, older? Did, did you no, not they notice? They kind of all ages, which I think was really cool. Like, okay. um, two of them were probably in their, you know, early to mid 40s. One was like probably 50. They're all just like super strong women that I was like really inspired by. And I was like, okay. that's like so cool that like we had the sport. And, you know, yeah. growing up, I didn't, I never really like fit the mold of like a team sport. I just, you know, Try playing soccer. I'm really bad at aiming, and I just, I'm not very good. And I, I just have no hand-eye coordination or you know, foot-eye coordination. Mm-hmm. Basketball, same thing. I think we won one game in basketball. My friend won, won the game on a granny shot. So <laughs> you know, it's just I just was never good at like team sports. But then mm-hmm. like sports like running, biking, and swimming, where you just like kind of can just go set a point and just yeah. go. I feel like are better for me <laughs> without okay. having the like you know catching the ball and turning it to a team <laughs> and stuff like that so um so the triathlons are happening in high school um beach cruiser um and uh are these like local triathlons or are you like going somewhere they're okay. local yep okay. so so back in the day there was this series called the pink power triathlon i've heard of this which yeah. is an all-women triathlon mm-hmm. and it was just a great way to get involved in the sport and then there were two other ones that were in Richmond directly. And the beauty of these like sprint triathlons was that they're, they're like pool swims. Okay, nice. So you don't have to swim in the open water, um, which I was def- definitely very scared of yeah. at the time. I, I just didn't know how to swim real well. I, I could run a little bit, not mm-hmm. very fast, but um, that was the comforting part for me. You know, just doing it was the fun part. Yeah, okay. Um, are we... Are we 
like how many people would participate are we like 50 a, a couple hundred i'd say about two to three hundred people yeah it was a fairly large event it was really yeah. cool I really missed that series because it was such a great, like, empowering series for mm-hmm. anyone who wanted to do a triathlon. Because, yeah. like, I feel like a sprint is just a great dis- it's a great distance for yeah. anyone who just wants to try it and get their feet wet, literally, in the pool. But, um, <laughs> I mean, it's just very accessible, I okay. think. Um, uh, okay, so triathlons, uh, sprint triathlon, um, pink power. So, so you were doing it, like... Just the pink power, just the pink power. There's pink that? power. There was Robust Landing, Richmond Rocks. They're they're all part of the series of Go to Eleven, I think it was called something okay. like that. But, um, and then I kind of stopped for a little bit. I don't okay. know what. I can't remember why I stopped for a year or two. It must have been just other stuff going on or something like that. But okay. I got really into running mm-hmm. and kind of biking on the side. But okay. I. Started riding the single speed. Okay, right. Is in college. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you got the single speed. Um, and are you like just commuting from class? Are you like getting groceries? Are you just like all the things on the bike? Exactly. So okay. I was like, you know, just trying to get around school. Like I had this huge portfolio for art school that you had to drag around. <laughs> you know, this thing. it's yeah. like half a block, but you yeah. have, it's like a three foot by maybe two feet or three. It's like a very <laughs> large portfolio. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was trying to like just strap it onto my bike and get it across town because I just want to walk it. But, yeah. You know, there was this kind of um, group of, I would say, kind of informal cyclists that okay. I was part of and joined with like the VCU outdoor program. Okay. Yeah. And, okay. Like, DFL, just like a dead freaking last. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I've heard of DFL. It was kind of bike messenger crew it was mm-hmm. kind of fun, and I I got into just like tootling around with them, mm-hmm. the quickness crowd. So, <laughs> um, so how'd you like? You just were riding around, and you just kind of saw some people riding, and just kind of just it's like, hey, I, hey guys, like, can we ride with you? Or yeah, it's people in my like, I think in my class at VCU, some people were like into biking or biking and climbing. Which I was mm-hmm. into climbing a little bit, mm-hmm. and so. I got into it through my friends and met a bunch of people and like through quick, like I wasn't actually a quickness messenger, but I had a lot of friends who were. Okay. So, um, they got me into kind of the more grungy riding or something like that. But, um, and, uh, did you have any kind of cycling kit at this point? Now you're just riding in street, just clothes. No (laughs) street clothes. I didn't buy my first chamois or like my first, like, I guess shorts, until probably like three or four years ago which is hilarious yeah <laughs> i rode in jeans or sh- like just plain shorts or something like that okay all right so uh which is fine really everybody's riding experience and getting kit and all that kind of stuff you know progresses in, in different speeds uh but you're riding around the city you know vcu it wouldn't really make sense to get like being full kit exactly like you're riding from from you know one side of the campus to the other um or even across the city is probably not even makes sense. Um, so how long are you on the single speed? I owned it for, I want to say five years. Okay. Five years. I just sold it to a friend like two years ago. Okay. But I learned how to ride on that. I mean, I, I didn't know what a single speed was at the time. <laughs> you know, I, you just don't know these things. You don't know what like a speed is. You don't know how to change gears. Mm-hmm. But I mean... 
I was like, why are these hills so hard? <laughs> like Riverside Drive. I was like, yeah, wow, oh, man. is really weak. You know, yeah. there's like huge, these like 10% or like yeah. 5% climbs. You're like, what? Why am I like walking up this hill? <laughs> yeah. Um, so you were right. So you were exploring the area with 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 friends occasionally. Exactly. It wasn't, it yeah. wasn't all just commuting from class. It was just kind of just mostly just chill riding. Okay. So. Okay. Um, uh, so at some point you go from riding the single speed regularly to riding something something else. Exactly. Um, and what was next? So, I, you know, I had a good friend who was actually a very good track cyclist named George, and George kind of inspired me to like look into getting a geared bike okay. because you know I was like I'm not having I'm just kind of not doing well on these hills I want to find something that I can like really ride and I wasn't really comfortable with the the road bike that I already had because I was just kind of nervous about clipping in I'd fallen mm-hmm. off and kind of pancaked over before <laughs> it was mm-hmm. you know I was like I also got some gears but I want like flat pedals and you know something a little bit easier potentially so I was looking at used bikes and I found this amazing steel frame um, geared bike. Mm-hmm. At the time, I thought it was a road bike. Okay. And, you know, I was like, George, this is awesome. This is a really cool frame. Like, it looks perfect. I've never mm-hmm. seen a bike like this before. And he's like, oh, yeah, it looks great. It looks perfect. And, as I'm like, you know, in my cycling career, like you look back at this moment and you're like, this was actually a very pivotal moment in my cycling <laughs> career because that bike was a steel frame gravel bike. It was a cross bike. Oh, okay. It's like a very small scale um, frame builder called Civilian. Okay. And I had no idea how cool that was at the yeah. time either. I was yeah. like, oh, it was a cool bike. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. But um, I ended up kind of riding that bike as if it was a road bike because mm-hmm. I felt more comfortable riding it yeah. than the road bike. And my friend Maddie invited me to an outpost ride. I didn't know outpost really. I kind of been to the grocery store and stuff like that. Yeah. But she's like, oh, we're going to have a road ride. It's like 75 miles. Like, it'll be fine. It'll be great. Wait, okay. <laughs> Wait, okay. Because uh, I've done some of these outpost rides. Um, what had you done like... What was the longest ride you'd done before? Like, do you recall? So actually, it was a century. Okay. I had done a century before. Okay. Um, but it, it was a cap to cap. Was it the official? Was it the official cap to cap? It was the event? actual cap to cap okay. ride. Oh, okay. Nice. And I had ridden that on my road bike. I had you know clipped in and fallen over on that bike like six miles in. So okay. I, you know that bike, I was just I was just kind of scared of it and. Um, I totally forgot about that part about okay. my cycling stuff, but it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, so okay, just because because uh, if you'd gone from like oh I just occasionally ride around the city to now I'm doing 75 miles in an outpost ride, which might involve involve like jumping fences or whatever, <laughs> like, not the best progression. Uh, but if you'd done a century, some point in the future or the past rather. You, you had some some long distance experience exactly. under your belt. Or I thought I did. I thought yeah. I did. Thought you did. Okay. You think you yeah. do at these times, yeah. right? You know, you look back and you're like, I was going like 11 miles an hour in that century. <laughs> so, um, but yes, you're you're totally right. I had forgotten that. And we'd done like a little bit of training with that century ride, but not, really not much. I mean, before okay. that, I'd ridden 40 miles before. So, you know, I really hadn't done that much. And my friend and I, Morgan, she, she and I like to do like silly kind of training and mm-hmm. kind of fun fitness goals and 
we did like half marathon together and we went, what's our next big goal? And it was like okay. a century. So. Okay. Okay. All right. So there's, there's some additional fitness going on. If you were able to do a half, like there's some additional fitness in there. Exactly. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, outpost ride, 75 miles. Yes. Um, do you recall what, either way? Okay. So, so you show up for this ride. Um, what time of year was this? Was this February? I'm riding on flats and I did not know how to dress for like really cold weather either. Okay. And you know, it's actually an outpost road ride. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't know what that meant. And like, I didn't know how to clip in or anything like that, mm-hmm. like to my new, um, these new clips that yeah. I had. And basically the TLDR is that I had a one by yeah. on the gravel bike. Everyone said two buys and they all just started racing off ahead of me. And I was like, I'm gonna get dropped like within the first like five minutes of this ride, <laughs> freezing cold. <laughs> 75 miles in of like a huge headwind and very hilly route well, not super hilly route but it was it felt hilly to me at that point um which wait where did y'all go we went to like towards ashland but it was like up to doswell it was, like, oh a lot, yeah, like, a yeah, yeah okay yeah yeah there's some there are some hills out there there are some hills there okay yeah um, i was such a baby cyclist that um i was my feet were getting so cold yeah that i actually put my, I had an extra pair of socks, and I put my extra pair of socks over my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything to, yeah, that's, that's, yes, it sounds ridiculous, but in the case of, like, do I want frostbite on my toes? I guess yes, not. I'm exactly. putting socks over my shoes. Exactly. Um, okay, so you're pedaling along. How many people were on the ride? It was a, it was a fairly large ride. Um, okay. I'd say maybe 30 or 40 people, potentially. Okay. It's funny. I think Mark North was there. I just knew. I didn't know who Mark North I'm was. I'm fairly sure he was there. I think he's attended all of them. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but it's just funny, like looking back at that ride, and like seeing how like like a green cyclist I was back then, <laughs> and then looking back now that like you know we yeah, know Mark right. and like yeah. mm-hmm. he's a good friend and like a you know big cycling inspiration for me. Um, uh, it's just like funny. <laughs> so you're doing this outpost ride. Um, Slightly phys- physically prepared, but not like not quite as, as much on the bike experience. Exactly, and really not really that prepared for the bike either. Like yeah. really not that much fitness. Like <laughs> I mean, I, I did the century, but I didn't do it very well. We were like the last people to finish. Like we were the sag wagon. Like. <laughs> um, uh, so what happens? It do you so so hands are fine. Are your hands cold as well. It was freezing. Yeah, I was like miserable. Poor Maddie had to wait up for me every like ten minutes. I was like, just having a, like a meltdown. Basically, I was like trying to stay calm, but I was like, we still have forty five minutes left, and my phone just died because it was so cold. <laughs> I can't feel my hands. There's tons of wind, and I'm way over my head on this ride. <laughs> yeah, um, but you finished. Mm-hmm. You I did finished. finish. Um, Miraculously. How'd you feel? Did you, did you like, I'm, I should do this again. I'm just like, <laughs> I need to get more. Like, like, I was like, I have to lie down and eat a lot of like bread right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, I'm going to applaud you for sticking that out. Clearly that was dangerous to try to do super cold ride and your hands are like frostbitten. Um, uh, I had one occasion where I did one of my early cold rides and it was also 
it was from the Laurel Park Shopping Center. I don't know if you know where that's at. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we headed up to Ashland. Um, the advisor let me know it's got a package. They're all going to bang. Um, um, and I didn't quite have all the right cold weather gear. Like, I was just getting, this is probably my second year riding. So I go and show up for this ride, and I stay in the car because it's like 30-something degrees. And I stay in the car until right before we're all going to roll out. And so I think I had, like, summer gloves or something like that. So I just didn't know. I was like, I, I, my thought was like, oh, once I start moving, my hands are going to get warmer and I'll be fine. Like, and so uh, I stay in the car with the heat on, right up until everyone pulls out of the parking lot. And then I get on the car, jump on the bike. I mean, get out of the car, jump on the bike, start riding. And I've got winter clothes on, but I don't have booties on or anything over my feet other than my shoes. And I have like summer gloves. And so I do this ride and maybe like four miles in. Like my, I can feel my reaction time of my hands is just not, it's slower. And so I started thinking like, am I going to get like nerve damage? Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, and I think I probably rode for like another mile and a half. And then I turned, I was like, guys, I got to go. And oh I went gosh. back. And so uh, oh I applaud you for, for making it and you not know. having any damage. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> I mean, that's the most important thing. If you can keep your hands and your feet warm, mm-hmm. like you're pretty good. I feel like <laughs> you can, you can, you can make it. Yeah. Um, I was not willing to go that far. I was like, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's not if you have um, like summer gloves. <laughs> but because of those extreme, uh, you know, doing those big things in the extreme weather, you know your limits. You know, like I can survive that despite it being super uncomfortable. But let me try not to go that hard um, again. Um, so what? So so you do this outpost ride? Like, do you think like I should do other like colossal big rides regularly? Like what? What's the what happened I mean, next? I was like, that was like really hard. I feel like <laughs> I was like the last person to finish this ride. I was like, kind of like, not like demoralized, but I was like, dang, that was like really hard. But I felt like this desire to like get better. And I was mm-hmm. like, wow, you know, there's a lot of people out there who like really ride really hard and they, they do a great job and they get faster. And then my friend, um, Fabian, invited me to do this ride called a Patani ride. Okay. And he's like, oh, it's like 35 or like like 45 miles. It'll be like chill. And it's like in Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. I was like, sure, yeah, I'll do that. Like, that sounds good. You know, me. Yes. Just, I'll, I'll, yes. I'll yeah, down. Yeah, that sounds yeah. fun. Like, yeah. Charlottesville. I've never been out to Charlottesville to ride my bike before. Mm-hmm. We get out there. And I did not know what a Patani ride was. But apparently it was this extremely difficult gravel climb okay um that goes up simmons gap i'm not familiar with simmons gap okay. and you know i i get into this ride like we're just kind of chilling like i have my flat pedals on and my little slicks and you know on this like steel frame gravel bike yeah we're just pedaling people are going really really fast and i'm yeah. like why are they going so fast it's just a ride like chill homie like, <laughs> like <laughs> what's going on and you know, people are like running like kind of like a race, mm-hmm. and you know, I see people like zooming up these all like these like roads, and mm-hmm. these they're like it's like really hard to get up these climbs, and then all of a sudden we're like going into like gravel and dirt, and I was like, what are we doing? Why are we going into a gravel road? Like, why is this like part of the course? Yeah. Um, and then like the climb starts. Yeah. And knowing now how difficult Simmons Gap is. Mm -hmm. Like it's a rated two or three climb and having no, nothing clipped in slicks and probably running like a 70 PSI 
on like the gravel. Yeah. I was miserable. Like it was so bad. It was so funny. Like just like walking up yeah. <laughs> part of the climb and like so, so you did this with like your your friend encouraged you to do this ride. Yeah. How much did your friend tell you about that? Like, apparently, did not tell you enough about this ride. Or he didn't know about just... it either, though. Okay. He, okay. <laughs> he thought it was going to be flat. <laughs> so, you know, back then, I didn't know what like you know elevation maps were. <laughs> like, you don't really have hills in Richmond like that, so you know, I didn't know how to like read like a mm-hmm. ride with GPS file or a mm-hmm. Strava file right, or something right. like that. See, yeah, and now those... I've been like, oh. 5,000 feet in 30 miles. Oh, yeah, I probably should have, like, some fitness for that. <laughs> so we ended up, like, stopping halfway because I could not continue. We were, like, halfway up a switchback, and I yeah. was, like, about to cry because I was, like, <laughs> what are we doing? Like, I don't understand. Like, it just, you know, this didn't make any sense lot. to yeah. me. And, like, yeah. you see Grant Fanny, like, zooming down the backside. And you're, like, how did you get up that so fast? Yeah. Like, what's <laughs> When was when was this? When this is February twenty twenty. Ah, okay, okay. Oh, oh, wow. Pre pandemic. Okay. So uh, after that, I kind of got just like, I was like, man, this cycling thing is hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing, you know. Yeah. Um. So okay, so you turn back. You don't. You decide that you don't. You actually don't complete this thing. But yeah. that was just like that was just a ride. That wasn't like a registered event, was it? It wasn't like a registered event. Um. But I think I think it's like actually part of a gravel endurance series. Okay. Like Rockstar 250. I think you're, oh, you're yes. doing right, that. Right. So actually, Patani is part of that series. Oh, great. And um, I think it's an open ride. I didn't sign up for anything, but it could have changed since then. But okay. They they do put on really good events though. Okay. Uh, I will have to look at now. I have to look at that. That's part of the climb. I have to do. I'm about to do that. <laughs> um, uh, so then February 2020. Um, you, you do this ride, um, and then like, what happens, what happens next? Cause clearly one, the world shut down March, 2020. The world shut down um, basically. <laughs> uh, so where were you at with the, with the biking at that point? I was, I was still really interested in biking. And I think, I think as a lot of people, other people did, like biking became the only thing you could do in a lot of ways. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so when the pand- when the pandemic happened, I ended up moving back home with my parents in mm-hmm. Goochland. Mm-hmm. And out in Goochland, I really never felt comfortable riding my bike around because I'd always felt kind of scared yeah. of that area. Mm-hmm. But with all the roads being so quiet, I started to actually take my bike out more and do more riding out in that direction. And then, I'm trying to think, I had a goal of just doing another century i wanted mm-hmm. to do it better and okay. i was like i want to ride to you know jamestown area i want to do the whole capital trail basically mm-hmm. and so i ended up doing my first solo century in that month nice. because i was just like you know i want to just like have this experience that i want you know it's just like your first century it's like right, yeah. you kind of just want to feel that like empowerment and like be able to say i did this thing mm-hmm. and it was just like at that time it was like what else is there to do besides ride your bike for eight hours, you know? Um, did you, um, did you start from like Shiplock or? Would you... I drove my bike to like the start of like, you know, if you know where Grove and Three Chopped is. Yes. Grove and Three Chopped. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I biked all the way down to Chickahominy. 
I didn't go back to because it was already gonna be like fifty three miles at that point. So I was like. 53 back it would be <laughs> right yeah it's a century it's a century right? it's exactly. not it's not a matter of doing i was like trail. i don't know if i can do an extra like <laughs> 10 miles <laughs> um i mean that is a i mean that's probably the tamer like of like if you're going to add a couple extra miles from chickahominy to jamestown like that's probably the flattest that's probably some of the flattest section you could yes, add to it it is flat. um you know, of course, you know, because you've, you've got to do the Richmond part no matter how far you go. Exactly. Um, so you do, so that's your, your second century. Second century. Second century. Okay. Um, and you're like, awesome. This is like, it's great. Does it feel better? Like. It did feel a lot better. It was also very goofy, just in normal fashion. I brought my huge messenger backpack with me. Okay. And I, all I had was like a bunch of saltines and some trail mix. As my snack. Are nutrition. you in? Are you in cycling kit and, and helmet? You're in a helmet. I'm trying to think cycling. if I had cycling kit. I think I had bought one pair of bibs. Okay. But I don't think I had a jersey. I didn't have a jersey. That's right because I was using the backpack. Oh, I didn't wow. have a jersey, so I was like, I'll right, just yeah. put my bag. Put with everything me. in the backpack. Yeah. Not very aerodynamic. Um, so, so okay, all right, because I, I want to want to talk about this progression here. Okay, <laughs> you decide, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a century, and you figure out three chop, grow three chop. You're gonna ride Chickahominy, 53 miles, and come back. Um, uh, did you think about when you when you were thinking about your snacks? Because you, I guess you put that all in the book bag. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, was there a, like what'd you put it? What kind of snacks did you take with you? Saltines, which I put like peanut butter on. Okay. Like saltines and peanut butter. Again, this is very <laughs> right. Yeah, goofy. Not, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Making it work with what you can. Bunch of saltines. Um, some trail mix, some like dried fruit, and a peanut butter sandwich. That was what I those brought. are not those are healthy-ish <laughs> options, right? Um, so I'll give you that. Uh, okay. It was like kind of impromptu in me deciding to do this by that, but on that date specifically. So yeah. I was just like, I'll use what we have in the house, and like nothing's open, so I was like, I don't deal with like having to go into the <laughs> store or anything like that. So I was like, I'm just gonna deal with it. What would you normally eat on a ride? Like when you were, did you not eat at all on a ride? Were you not doing? I didn't eat a whole bunch on rides, but okay. my friend Maddie definitely was like, you gotta eat. Like you yeah. gotta make sure that you're getting, you know, a certain amount of calories per ride. Like, of course, now we we all know, like you mm-hmm. know. Have your nutrition, have your good like mm-hmm. electrolytes, gotta have certain carbohydrates and protein, like good mixture. But at that time I was like, well, I'll just eat whatever, it's fine. <laughs> um so so your rides prior, you had like a water bottle? Did you even have a did water have, bottle? I did have a water bottle. You had a water bottle with just water. Water. Okay. Just yep. water. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that was working fine. You no bonking, right? Exactly. You hadn't bonked. Okay. No bonking. It was awesome. Um, that's great. Uh, so your snacks worked. If you did the hundred miles and you didn't bonk. Like, they did the job. Um, did you have electrolytes on this century? I did not. Okay, so just the straight water. Okay. I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, it just shows you, like, you know, it is possible, I guess. <laughs> like, not an ideal, like, world, but I guess it is possible. <laughs> right, yeah. You can do it. It can be done on water, right? It just, it's just, I think it's, I think it's individual, because some people sweat, like, lose a, a shit ton of electrolytes as they're sweating and whatnot, so, like... You should definitely have some. And then others, like, I have a friend of mine, Lucille, bless her heart. Um, she'll take, like, a small bottle. You can see this small bottle with her on these century rides and, like, barely drink out of it. And, like, I don't think she sweats at all. She's just like a camel. And so she'll just take this water. And whenever we do our century rides, and that's all she ever drinks is water. 
I, I, I that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what she's made of. Um, so you do this, you do this impromptu since you ride. Uh, this is March 2020. March of 2020. March of 2020. Um, and um, do you think about like I want to do one again? Like, do you just like I'm just gonna go back to doing riding? Like, no, I was like I want to do one of these every month for the entire year 2020. Nice. So I did. A century every month in 2020 nice as a baby cyclist and i was like i want to do like really dumb centuries so i was like how can i make this as like stupid as possible so i was like okay i know richmond pretty well done a couple of these bike rides a couple of times mm-hmm. i want to do riverside drive four times in a row okay oh okay <laughs> seems uncomfortable so i ended up I mean, you have to kind of add a little, like, old gun to sure. it to yeah. make the full, like, 25 miles. But I did it four times in a row, all clockwise. <laughs> the Riverside Century. Yeah, okay. Nice. Um, it's actually a great century if you have, like, if, if you can, like, mentally handle it. Like, for me, like, <laughs> the third, like, second left, I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? This is so stupid. <laughs> uh, but it's great because you, you can, like, just stop wherever you want. And just like, or you can, you know where everything is. Right. Yeah. You're, so you're, it's a great yeah. way to get like some elevation in and just like know where you are. <laughs> I feel like that should be a thing. It's just a riverside century. Um, uh, did you still have the backpack or your, or was your snack plan for this thing? I'm trying to think about that. I think I had the backpack also. That <laughs> right. No, actually what I did, this is even more stupid. I left my car like at that same parking spot and I just came back every 25 miles to get to the car <laughs> and refueled. I mean, that's not a terrible plan, <laughs> but I'm thinking like the distance. So it means like if you don't take anything, that means you have to wait, right? Unless you stop somewhere until for 25 miles to, to get a snack again. So, so yes, not the best plan. Yeah. But you know that now, I know it now. Lesson I think learned. I think I might have brought a couple snacks with me, maybe. But I think after that century, I was like, okay, nutrition matters. Like, <laughs> I probably should think about this <laughs> more than an afterthought. Um, did you did you feel something different after doing this one? Did this one feel more arduous? And you were like, oh yeah, I I don't think I ate enough. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it was just a lot more elevation because you know mm-hmm. Riverside yep. Drive. It has a little, it has a little bit more elevation than like the Capitol Trail. So mm-hmm. it was just like a, I was like, oh man, this elevation does impact your mm-hmm. effort and like how much you feel like tired afterwards. <laughs> um, uh, well, that's great. <laughs> uh, but you know, another lesson, like you, the elevation actually matters because apparently it didn't stick with you at the Patani Rider. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, so. What were the centuries that you did? Like, what were the, did you recall the dumb centuries oh, that you did? The other, like, really stupid one that I did that I can remember right now is 100 miles in my neighborhood. <laughs> and it was like, it's like a five mile total, or maybe six miles total in the neighborhood of Rhodes. Yeah. In my parents' neighborhood. And I, I really started it because of a joke with my mom. Because she was like, you can go, just don't, don't leave the neighborhood. <laughs> and I was like, how far can I go without leaving the neighborhood? So I just went up out and back and out and back and like these like loops and loops and loops and loops and loops and the map is hilarious because it's just like out and back out and back out and back like a gazillion times <laughs> it's like what were you hitting like a stop sign were you able to just like keep moving or were you hitting like a stop sign there were there? some stop signs um oh, 
So it was like a very slow century. But again, like the pandemics, you're like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, We'll call that the neighborhood century. Um, Oh my God. Um, (laughs) uh, You know what? Uh, That's not completely ridiculous. It's not completely (laughs) ridiculous. And I'll say that because uh, when I started riding and before I met groups riding, um, I I ended up connecting with a, a meetup group that was called Rides for Regular People. And it was just like, you know, super casual rides. And I only rode with them once. But we went out to like, suppose they had this route and it was in Rockville. So it was way, it's way out in Rockville. So I, I was still living in Churchill. So I drove out to Rockville, met these people. And we did this 20 mile loop. And they were like, oh, like there's a way you can do a 10 mile loop right here. And it's, um, you know where Pouncy Track is? Mm-hmm. There's a baseball field on Bouncy yeah, yeah, Track, yeah. right? So we passed that. Did we pass it twice? Either way, there was like a 10 mile loop that would take you past that. And so I was like, and so I, and this was my first year of riding. It's probably a couple months to me ride. And I had this idea of like, oh, I could do, I could park at that parking at the, the baseball field and just do a century this 10 mile loop. That's awesome. Um, and just like, I could get snacks from my car. because awesome. it's 10, And so um, now that I like, now that I have the ability to do such, I've yet to, I still feel like I should do that oh, should just totally because that. I had that idea. You, like, you I should totally do that. That's an awesome idea. Um, but I'm like. It's ten, it's a loop, right? Do I? I've yet to do a loop, like a long, really long loop. So that would be an awesome map, though. <laughs> Just Trey, did you get lost? One um, of my other ideas was to do Brian Park, the Brian Park training race ooh. as a century, but I haven't done that one yet. That that one might be just like it might be just too much mental game. I feel like that's gonna be plus a hundred laps because that's like point eight of a mile yep, or something exactly. like that. Um, it might be just too much. I don't know. I, I haven't, I haven't like made any plans to do that one, but that, that was one of my it, ideas. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, on a day with good weather. So like, at least yes. there's not a question like this Please. sucks and the weather's bad. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Mobile loops though. Um, That's cool. That would be hilarious. And that one you could put, you could do, what if you did a longer lap? Instead of just the Brian Park loop, you come out a little further. Oh, and yeah. you could return you could have your car at the lot. Yep. And when you needed to, you have to grab a lot and you could return to the gravel. That's lot a good idea. Things. That's a good idea. Then it makes it like a mile and a half or two mile loop. That's probably the um, smarter and then idea. Then you're only looking at like <laughs> fifty five or sixty laps. Um either way. Uh, I'm sure you could get people to join you for the not that you need people to join you, but same. <laughs> um okay, so uh you have some ridiculous entries that you're doing. Uh, including your neighborhood century, the Riverside, <laughs> Riverside century. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, this is 2020. Um, were you riding with groups before this? Like, Had you joined like the roll call? Like, were you doing group riding before this? I had not run with any groups before. Okay. But I think it was like in, I want to say June, maybe? June? Okay. When I, I was biking down the road and... Um, I was like in the fan or yeah, probably the fan or like near VCU or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I saw this guy like biking really, really fast. And I, I was like, damn, I want to like catch that. I, I want to like go as fast as he's going or whatever. And so like we try to start racing a little bit. Yeah. He, he does like pull ahead of me, but then there's like a stoplight or whatever. Yeah. And he, I was like, we just kind of like had like a small chat or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll find you on flyby. And mm-hmm. it ended up being uh... Thorpe. Chris oh. Thorpe. <laughs> so Chris Thorpe and I started to like ride a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he introduced me to roll call. Mm-hmm. 
And then I started writing a little bit with Roll Call. I did my first ever coffee grinder yeah. with them. Again, like, did not realize that coffee grinder includes single track. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, it was definitely like a, quite a learning curve to like ride with a group since I've never ridden with a group before. Okay. Uh, I will ask you how, what seemed surprising, what seemed different about riding with a group? What did you notice? Like, because that's, you know, one that's super early like this it's super early like what what when you started riding with like what what seemed different about riding with the group other than that there were people there kind of thing. well it was super fun was okay. the first thing okay and you know like a huge range of ages and interests and mm-hmm. um i was like just really impressed by the group and like you know their their knowledge and just um how much they knew about cycling and i was like wow this is their place to like learn about bikes and um but like in terms of like actually like really really surprising things like on the bike it was like pace lines Mm -hmm. that was what i had no idea what it was yeah my first ever long ride with roll call which was like a 75 mile loop out to mannequin Mm -hmm. it was like pouring down rain called the biscuit (laughs) ride and i'll never forget but like you know you're in a pace line for part for parts of it and i was just like i couldn't figure out like how they're all going so fast Mm because i was kind of like kind of a bit farther behind. It's just not get anyone in its way. Yeah. Then they're all like taking off in front of me. And I was like, how are they going so fast? And I remember, I think Johnny was like trying to get me to like get a little closer. To, yeah. Like, <laughs> to like ride like behind the wheel. <laughs> so, I learned very quickly that like, getting behind the wheel yeah. will like increase your aerodynamics. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what about you for what was like your biggest surprise? When... <sighs> Man, riding with groups. Um, yeah, like, I think it was, I mean, certainly I found it to be more enjoyable as I, as I met more, more people. Like, it was like, oh, this is actually makes the suffering easier kind of thing. Um, I knew about pace lines. I knew about pace lines from Mario Kart of any places. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I knew about drafting from Mario Kart. Uh, years of Mario Kart. Um, but then, uh, what do I think that was like the most surprising? I think it was just like, how much easier like i knew about it but like experience it for like 30 40 miles like that was the thing of like of like how much easier it made the the rides like and so i would notice at the end of the day like after the ride i would notice like oh i'd done that same either same route or that same distance and i was more wiped out solo because i'd done a bunch of solar Mm -hmm. but like oh it actually does been like it's not just you go fast like you use less energy as well um, exactly. And that stuck out a lot from riding with groups outside of just meeting all the awesome people that I got to meet. Um, so, um, but I thought I'd, I'd ask, like, how, what, what did you, you notice about riding? Because, yeah, pace lining, when you're not familiar with it, um, can be concerning. Like, I've got to ride close to this person I've not ridden with before. Like, I don't know their etiquette. Like, but, so, uh, I'm assuming you figured it out by now. You're, exactly. Okay. All right. Um, uh, so um, you start riding with roll call. Um, had you ridden that early before? I have to ask. Like five forty-five. I think it's early. So had you ridden that early before? I'm trying to think. Was there ever a question of like, should I be doing this this early? I know. Yes, definitely. I, I don't. I mean, if I'd ever ridden that early before, it was like probably go to work or like. I mean, not really, but like just very like off chance. But like to 
have a group ride start at 5.45. That was definitely, like, a shock. And, like, I was in Goochland still at the time, mm-hmm. so, like, I had to drive in. Yeah, it was a good yeah. game at, like, 4.30 mm-hmm. or 4.45 yeah. to get up for those rides. It was always, like, oh, my gosh. Like, it's just a really early night. Um, yeah. But it's cool how early it is, though, because you, you finish pretty early, and you right. get a great workout in. Mm-hmm. And, like, by 7.30, you're like, wow, I just finished. Right. And now and I'm, like, miles, yeah. able to my whole day to myself you know yeah yeah, that i will say uh having done some of the roll call rides and a few like doing a i'm gonna call it a long ride 30 40 miles before work starts before 8 a.m does feel different as opposed to like doing that in the afternoon or something like i've done this workout already um so uh you're riding with roll call um in kit in kid at this point. I, so, okay. you know, I was like, wow, everyone has, like, Rafa here. So, <laughs> Sorry, I, I think I had bought, like, just some off-brand stuff or just, yeah. like, free stuff. Like, my friends had given me stuff. And I was like, I can get some actual, like, jerseys and kit because, you know, it's just, <laughs> I need to, like, if I'm going to take this seriously, I'm going to take my, my, like, my clothing and my, fit, mm-hmm. my fitness and my nutrition seriously. Okay. So, uh, so you get some kit. Um and you, who do you go with? Do you recall what brand you kind of went with first? Lee Cole. Lee Cole was my first, like, New Jersey. Nice, like, kit. Yeah. Okay. Stuff like that. And then I went to Rafa because I, I just, I just tried it just to try it. And yeah. then I was like, this is actually, like, really, really good quality. And mm-hmm. I, I've, I've had it for so long now that it's just been, it hasn't, like, degraded in quality at all. Nice. Um, did you immediately start using the pockets? You start putting stuff in the oh, pocket. Oh, yes, yeah, okay. definitely. That was a big win. I was like, oh, that's why they wear these, this, like, these silly <laughs> outfits. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah, getting used to yeah, silly outfits. I mean, it's a, it's a guy, yeah, it's not the normal to be wearing the super tight, colorful outfits on a regular basis. Uh, so, yes, definitely the silly outfits. Um, so, you're wearing the kit. Um, you're riding with, you're riding the roll call. Um, like, and then you're still, this is still 2020, right? First yep, rides with still roll 2020. Call. Okay. Um, uh, do you do they convince you to do some? Uh, you did the biscuit ride. When did you do the biscuit ride with them? That was in 2020, like I think in August 2020. Or okay, something so like that. that's about my my first big ride with them. Okay, and again, like that was another like big wake up call for me that like I got my fitness straight. Like you know, they're like really kind of wake up for me, but I was like definitely getting dropped at the end of that because I was just like I just didn't have a, like a baseline for like what like a mile per hour would be mm-hmm. for that kind right. of ride. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, okay, I gotta like really, you know, get better at this. Mm-hmm. Like, so, but I mean, like riding with Thorpe and like mm-hmm. with the whole team and like group, I definitely got better okay. just like from riding picnic or coffee grinder and stuff like that. So it okay. definitely helped me just like feel more confident in like bike handling and just like overall fitness. Okay. Um, I know there was a through the night ride at some point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when does that when does that one happen? So that is really recent. Yeah, there were so I've done two double centuries now. Okay, and the first one was with Sam, okay. and we hadn't really planned to do a double century that day. Yeah, as and, people do. Yeah, <laughs> but it had started out just being like we got up pretty like. Like late, I would say, but we're gonna go see his dad in mm-hmm. Charles City okay. and go ride with him for a little bit. So we biked to Charles City and we're about, you know, maybe 70 miles mm-hmm. in or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we're having coffee at Spoken mm-hmm. Art and 
Mm-hmm. We're about to bike back, and it was just like a really nice day. It was like mm-hmm. December of like 2021, and it was like unseasonally warm. Okay. It's like we're in t-shirts. It was just like super nice. Yeah. And I remember like as we're like kind of like going towards, I think it's like uh, Dory Park, I think. Mm-hmm. I was like, maybe we can hit 150 today. Yeah. So I'd done, one, I'd done 150 before. Okay. And I was like, maybe we can try for 150. Yeah. Because I'd always had in the back of my mind to do a double century. Yeah. And I was like, that'd be awesome to just get, get like some good mileage in. But mm-hmm. it ended up being that as we got closer to home and... Like, I was like, let's, let's do a Riverside Loop or whatever. Mm-hmm. We did an extra one. And it was like, we are probably at mile like 140 at that point. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a terrible idea. It's <laughs> like 8 p.m. We're going out right now just to like ride a stupid little riding loop yeah. on the river. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then we like ended up keeping going. And I was like, what if we actually could hit 200 right now? <laughs> uh, okay, wait. Um, are you running a dynamo? Like, are you just like without a light? Like, how no, we you... had lights, thankfully. Okay. How long did these lights last? Like, so we went back home and charged everything. Ah, okay, so okay, all right, okay. It was just dark at eight p.m. Okay, and we had gone home and charged lights, and then gotten extra. We had extra pairs of lights and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Okay. Okay. Um, and then we went back. We went back out. Like, yeah, later in the, the evening. Rest. Um. So you do the two hundred. Which is a you know, shit ton of miles. It was, really. yeah, it was really hard. Um, did you like, what did you eat after this? Like after you were finished, did you just like immediately go home and go sleep? Did you like eat? Like We was... just passed out. <laughs> I couldn't think about eating anything. I was like, because I was like, we we're pedaling just to like hit the 200, like mm-hmm. around the stadium. We did like Riverside Drive like three times just to try to get the right, miles Right, just to in. get the distance, yeah. And I was just, we were just like so like delirious at that point. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to bed right now. <laughs> I would imagine yes. Uh, that's a that's a that's a lot of riding, um, and particularly to add loops. Exactly. You know, into that. Exactly. Um, um, okay, so that was the first double. That was the first double. Okay, how the how the second one? The come second about? double is very interesting because uh, Tim Kelly and Mark mm-hmm. North posted in the signal thread for roll call. Is anyone is anyone interested in doing a um, randoneering ride? 24-hour brandoneering ride. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not really, but maybe. <laughs> like, I was like, what would that look like? <laughs> and so I, and I you know, reached out to Tim. I asked Sam first, and I was like, hey, what do you think about doing this? Mm-hmm. He was like, maybe. Put some more information. And reached out to Tim. Because we'd ridden with Tim and Mark before. And I knew that like Mark had done a ton of like, really long rides like mm-hmm. that. And yep. so had Tim. Tim and, Tim and Mark mm-hmm. both are just like yep. excellent long distance endurance athletes and we just kind of figured out like more about like what is randoneering like mm-hmm. what's the sport and um learned a lot more about like the history behind it and um then we're like let's just do it like let's do this like two to thirty miles mm-hmm. um but it's called a flesh which means arrow in okay. french or flesh i can't remember what it's called but um the whole point is to ride in a a line that's like you hit these waypoints called um, oh 
stops or shoot i'm like blanking on the name it, i so I, I interviewed the guy and and he talked about these stops uh <laughs> so either way yes we know that there's it's rendering stops you, did you have a card you take a stop mm-hmm. and you have a card basically okay, and then yeah. tim would take a selfie every every stop we would mm-hmm. do um oh control control yeah okay and so we, we would stop and like tim had done a great job of like um like marking on a big spreadsheet about like timing like okay. how we could time each control okay because the whole point of the ride is that you have to fill up 24 hours like you like or at least mm. like 22 hours okay and so you can't just like gun it and yeah. like go with like in you know yeah. a 10 hour ride and so we'd like tim had really really strategically put these like controls and areas and we'd wait for a certain amount of time and my gosh, that was like definitely the hardest ride of my entire life. Yeah. It was, I mean, the weather made it really, really challenging because you had to bring everything from like, it could be like 60 degrees in the midday, but then mm-hmm. as it started getting later and later, it got to like 30 degrees or yeah. maybe 35 or something like that. So we brought these huge like bike packing tail bags yeah. or saddle bags, I should yeah. say, or seat packs. Yeah. It was just like, I mean, it, the amount of like having to change clothes and then as we're like charging lights and like you know it's this whole like orchestra of like things to like bring and like mm-hmm. nutrition to bring and then like stops and it was it was like a lot of just like mentally having to like like understand where all your things were in your bag and then yeah. like just keep riding <laughs> <laughs> um how did it feel? Like, were you just like, I'm done? Were you like, it's like 120 miles in this thing. It's like, I'm done. Or, <laughs> or, or was it like, once you finish, did you like, I, you know, I'm so glad it's over. Like, how, how were the feels as you were going through this, this super long ride with coordinating the stops and then having <laughs> to change because the weather's changing? Like, I think my first cracking point was like, as it was like getting dark yeah. for the evening, it was like, you know, seven, maybe six, 7 p.m., something like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my gosh. It's getting dark. Yeah. We're going to keep, we're gonna keep riding for another 12 hours of this. Mm-hmm. It was just like mentally like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> and then like, you know, we were riding these kind of like more hilly sections. Mm-hmm. So it became more challenging, especially with the extra weight of the seat pack on the back. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then we hit Warrington, which is like a good halfway-ish point. Mm-hmm. Or not, a, little, a little bit over halfway actually. We got a really good meal in us, which is like very much like yeah. a mm-hmm. good mood booster. Yeah. But then like, you're like, oh my gosh, I have, well, maybe, maybe that was mile, like, 120 or something like that. I don't remember. It was, like, it was just, like, early enough that we had a lot, of, like, a lot left to go and a lot of hills to go. Yeah. And, I mean, the miles from, like, I'd say, like, 130 to, like, 180. Yeah. That was, like, the most I've ever, like nearly cracked or like yeah. I, maybe i did crack in that. <laughs> like i think i cried at least twice i think <laughs> it was just like well, you're just like so tired you're so delirious yeah. you know yeah. um and so wait uh you mark north tim kelly sam sam sam, and sam yeah. went, okay the four of us um it was a really good group i mean i'm really grateful to have gone with them because yeah. Like, again, Mark and Tim are, like, two of my big cycling, like, inspirations. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Samuel is Samuel. And, you know, Tim and Mark are just super experienced Mm -hmm. with these kinds of situations. And, like, they know what to do. And, like, 
it was just like very comforting riding with them because right. Tim has like amazing stories for everything. <laughs> he's just he's hilarious, and Mark is just like such a good dude, and like they all have, both have just like great stories, and they're just good vibes all around. So awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose it. Yeah, because uh, clearly suffering with people is less suffering. <laughs> exactly. Um, but also, you know, it's good to have you know some some good supportive people and experienced people. Right? It'd be different if like none of y'all had done this distance. You didn't know where the hell you were going. But with all that extra planning, I, th- I suppose that probably helped with keeping the, the panic down a little. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, uh, now, do you think you would try to do one of the, the big randonneering events? The big, uh, oh God. The, Perry Brest. Right, Perry. the Paris Brest Brest or the qualifying ones. It's like a 300, 400K, you know, kind of thing. I'm interested. I'm interested. Okay. It's a big qualification process. Yeah. And Mark and Tim have done... A twelve hundred k Mason Dixon, mm-hmm. which looked awesome. Like I'm, like that's amazing. But that's a that's a lot of mileage in a lot like couple days. Like I think it was like they were averaging like two hundred miles a day, something like that for three days. Or, no, if it's twelve hundred k, two hundred miles. So yeah, three three days of two hundred miles each, pretty much. That's a lot. And I was like, I mean, after that, like, the other two hundred route, I I was like, I cannot imagine getting back up in four hours from now right and then doing it all over again (laughs) no um that would be rough that would be that would be really super rough um but yeah i I know mark has done it uh (laughs) you know um and he's gone he plans to go back and do more of them (laughs) yeah Um, i mean i would i would be definitely like curious i think that like tim and mark and i and sam want to like try to do the flesh again we're thinking mm -hmm. and doing it like we've learned a lot from that ride and like how to do it again like differently this year um and just like for me my biggest thing again is just like nutrition like if i can eat enough <laughs> and like keep it down that's the most important thing <laughs> good um yeah nutrition is important i hope you've you've you clearly seem to have learned that now uh so hope that's been dialed in a bit more um <laughs> nutrition uh warrington um and uh this is your durandoneering ride um do you think you say you would do, you would do another right? i think i would do another one okay i think I, I know a lot more now okay and um i think i would use more electrolytes like, <laughs> <laughs> were there any electrolytes the first time a little bit but i think i i i underestimate the power of like tailwind and scratch and stuff like that and mm-hmm. that's a really like great way to get down calories without mm-hmm. like eating stuff mm-hmm. so i think i would do that also coffee that's <laughs> one thing i should have done earlier <laughs> um yeah okay so so you've, you've done you've done all this riding what's your what's your electrolyte and snack plan like what are you doing now like what are you taking with you like now when you when you ride so drink horse on, like a the length of distance but so so um you're gonna go for you're gonna do the roll call ride in the morning 30 40 miles mm-hmm. or you're gonna do like 75 plus miles gotcha. like those are the comparatives for a roll call ride in the morning if it's like picnic or something more intense i probably would bring a, a bottle of tailwind okay and that's probably it um if it's like 70 miles, I would bring probably two bottles of Tailwind and then two to three, like 200 to 300 calorie foods, probably. Okay. okay. Um, 
your food, are you just like, are you still doing like the, the crackers with peanut butter? Oh, like, no, no. Um, um, I'm doing like more like, I do bars and like okay. stuff that like, you know, stroop waffles or mm-hmm. there's another like really fun biking snack that Ted King, the gravel rider has made that Sam got me onto mm-hmm. is um, maple syrup packets. The, the Okay. Just wait. Like on something or just the just you the just syrup? Like, there's like, imagine like a little straw of maple syrup. Yeah. And you tear it off and yeah. you just take it in on yeah. the ride. Just straight maple syrup. <laughs> a straight maple syrup and it's really fun. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that's not too far away from the, you know, the gel packets. Um, I it's mean, like, it's carbs. It's really good though. Because I mean, for me, like the gels... I can't always digest them because mm, they're kind okay. of artificial and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I cramp up. But yeah. maple syrup's really fun because <laughs> it just tastes really good. It is like, it's more like palatable, <laughs> I feel like. Uh, you know, people figured that out, you know, the decades, centuries, and millennia ago, maple syrup. Um, it works. Um, okay. All right. Maple syrup. Um, <laughs> packets. Uh, you've done the, you, you might do some randoneering, right? You mm-hmm. understand your nutrition better. Um, I think we skipped around here because we went from like you joined the roll call rides and then you did the then I asked you about the long the the overnight ride. Um, how were you charging your headlights? We just had like a battery pack, like because y'all were doing this ride with. We brought to, we had to we had to buy four external battery packs. Really? So they were these huge, not huge, but they were very fairly hefty like squares basically yeah. that you charged previously and then you like yeah. have like five different wires into them so <laughs> um okay uh yeah because i i have a light and it comes with an external an external battery this lexine super bright light and so i always thought about like doing the long rides like if you're doing a dynamo or whether you apparently use battery packs. i would totally use a dynamo for another ride like that mark, mark is very smart to do that mm-hmm. i think tim might have one too but i think that that's definitely the move if you're gonna be doing like a long race like unbound or something like mm-hmm. that um, if you're racing like what i guess thorpe did the 300 this year i mean you really are not gonna be able to have a lot of time to sit down and charge things yeah like, they're mm-hmm. just going straight yeah like, there's no resting <laughs> uh okay um What's next? Are you? Do you have other big dumb rides planned? I think my dream. What's next? That might not be like feasible for me is like an, like a half Ironman or an Ironman Ooh, triathlon. Okay. I've only okay. done sprints, but um, that's like kind of the the last big thing I haven't done on, like mm-hmm. off my list. Like so, Sam and I did the Belgian waffle gravel century okay. last this past year and last year and that was like one of my big goals is to do a gravel century nice okay but i think a iron man would be the next feasible goal the problem with that for me is the running i mean i used to be a big runner you know was training for half marathons and marathons and then Mm -hmm. i got really injured doing that and so i went more to cycling anyways injured in the training injured training with running i just kind of blew out my knee one day okay yeah but you know i can swim and i can bike the distance so i've been completing mostly in the aqua bikes this past year Mm -hmm. on this went this uh this sprint distances which has been really fun i've gotten sam into it too so he's crushing it so (laughs) nice um well i 
uh, I suppose, and I think I told this to a, a friend of mine, his, his wife was going to train, I think she's done some Ironmans, and he was thinking about doing one with her, and he had some before. And I was like, well, you'll, you'll find out in the training, like if running long distance is a thing you can do. Um, and I suppose that would be the same applies exactly. here. Right? You might find it. It's just fine. And I think <laughs> you would learn that in the, in the training. Like, nope. Um, you know, doing the super long distances and running it's might tough. be out. It's really tough. Cause like Sam and I probably walk between 15 and 20, 25 miles a week. We, we do a lot of like cross training walking, nice. okay. but it's really more of like a, the, the running is just so much more intense on your body. I feel like it, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, I can walk for whatever, but yeah. then when it comes to like the pounding. that specific amount of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, pounding on your joints, it's, it's tough. I'm sure people have <laughs> talked about that yeah. as, like, as previous runners. Mm-hmm. But, um, but <clears throat> because you have an inclination to do like, I give it a whirl. Right, you know, add it to the thing. Um, <clears throat> I have learned that, like most people doing an Ironman, like it's a, you know, it's like a, a full year commitment. Like life is different now because you're training for an Ironman and getting prepared for this thing because you're structured workouts uh, quite often. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, give it a whirl, see how it goes. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I feel like I don't know. I probably wouldn't do like the two a day kind of training like <laughs> i guess i have friends who have done Ironmans where they've done like you know that super intense periodized training but i feel like i would just want to have like a little bit of like a life i feel like so maybe i wouldn't do like the full like double workout day i'd probably just do like a one or it may be two sometimes mm-hmm. but um have you done structured cycling workouts or anything like that or not running? really yeah um yeah, I just I, I don't have a power meter, so yeah, I just have never really. Mm-hmm. I guess like all the workouts I've seen from certain coaches require a power meter, power meter and yeah. I just I haven't put the Definitely, time into yeah. getting yeah. one yet. Yeah, um, yeah, they. Uh, that's when they 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 shine is when you're like trying to figure out like how much more effort you need to put in and and do instructor workouts, um, so they're useful. Do you, you know? do you do structure training? Uh, no, um, I do not structure. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh no, I'm lying. Um, I have a power meter. I don't do any structured cycling workouts. I do find that running workouts I have been beneficial. So I will run on the treadmill in mm. structured kind of you know intervals you know kind of thing, and I found that to be extremely beneficial. But when I get on the bike. I usually almost always want to enjoy the ride, even if it's going to be hard. And so it's, it's, you know, that much more of a hurdle for me, like to do a, I've done like three structured workouts ever, um, on the bike. Um, and I just tend to not think about doing them. I'm just like, I'll just ride hard and I'll ride further to kind of stay in shape kind of thing. No, that's how I feel too. I mean, it's just like, it, I mean, it makes it more joyful to ride mm-hmm. when you want to ride. And I think riding in a group, you can get some of the same benefits from it too. Mm-hmm. Like just having people to push you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's pretty effective. Um, but there are coaches. There are coaches. That's the other thing I was going to mention. Like <laughs> you might find that like a coach kind of helps move, the, you know, move you along with those. Uh, particularly the Ironman goal. Like the, I think the, I think you're on the path to doing stupid, big, dumb rides. <laughs> and, you know, with the, the normal levels of riding. But, um, you know, Ironman thing seems like it might need to be some structure for sure no yeah. you're totally right i think i if i were to do that like really intensely i would probably consider a coach <laughs> yeah. that's a good point um 
How does your family feel about all the riding that you're doing? They, I mean, they used to be like, my parents were like, you're going for how many miles? But now they're just like, oh, they're just going off and mm-hmm. they're, they're biking thing. So. Yeah. Um, did you like, do you have non-biking friends? I assume you, some of your friends do. still don't. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, did you tell them when you started doing, you know, the bigger, the bigger rides, did you start telling your non-biking friends about the rides and things like that? Did they... It was like, I don't understand. It was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, how, like, were you, were you telling your non-cycling family members and friends that, like about your riding? I feel like they're really supportive. I feel like, because finding something like cycling is mm-hmm. so important for, mm-hmm. for so many reasons. I think it's just such a great sport because it's a wonderful, like, um, release for, like, your mental health and, like, your fitness and just overall socialization. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think everyone supports it that I've talked to. Um, so I, I'm really grateful that my family likes it too. I mean, my, my parents don't really bike bike or anything yeah. like that, but they definitely support me in, in, in de- the endeavor of cycling. Well, good. Um, yeah. I, it, that'd be concerning if someone was like, no, you shouldn't be doing it. Like this is terrible. Like, I know, I know. Um, so I'm glad that they are supportive <laughs> of you, you know, making a, a healthy activity because could, there could be worse for pastimes, um, you know, taking up nine hours of your day regularly. Um, okay. Um, uh, I have some one-offs in here. Um, why do you keep writing? Why do you keep doing this? Peer pressure? No, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes. To drink a lot of good coffee and eat pastries <laughs> after a ride. <laughs> um, I mean, I think cycling has just brought such a wonderful like dimension to my life in terms of like the people that I've met through biking and just like the overall feeling and just um how much this helped me in terms of like just feeling good mentally and stuff like that so I I just feel like it's created the an amazing community that I didn't know existed like mm-hmm. three or four years ago okay nice um yeah it's um I don't think anybody expects you know, the, the number of people that they're going to meet riding and, and having that, that, you know, the same passion for the sport. So, um, I'm glad you're able to, to find community, um, in the sport. Um, do you recall your first flat or at least one of Not your Not my first flat. flat, but my first mechanical, okay. well, my first like really memorable mechanical. Um, I was biking down main street mm-hmm. and I was on my single speed. This is probably when I was like still in college. And there was a car coming out on the right, kind of fast, and I kind of slid right a little bit to kind of break. Mm-hmm. But then, as I was like trying to pedal again, I realized that I was like pedaling, 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 and like nothing was happening. And I was like, "What in the world?" Mm-hmm. I looked down all of a sudden, and then I realized my chain is falling off, and then oh. all of a sudden, I'm also falling off the bike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then I like totally pancake over. Yeah. And the pedal like makes contact with my shin. Mm. And it was probably one of like the deepest wounds I've yeah. it is the deepest wound I've ever had. <laughs> it was like probably like three inches deep. It was a very large um pedal shaped um Ooh, wow. wound. So I had to like figure out how to like, you know, I was like, 
what do I do right now? I can't really walk. Like, to call an Uber to the ER or something? <laughs> like, but I ended up just calling my friend Lauren and be like, yeah. hey, can you bring me to patient first? I need stitches. <laughs> Aww. So um, I learned that, you know, having your chain on and keeping that on is, like, really important. You can't keep pedaling <laughs> if your chain is falling off. <laughs> the chain on the bike is good. Uh, it does give you forward, forward momentum. Um okay uh so that's a that's an accident um uh do you do you have a bike computer you use, i do you use Strava. Yeah. i have i i bought um friends garmin 520s or mm-hmm. no sorry i had a garmin instinct and a garmin 520 that i sold mm-hmm. and then now i have a wahoo uh, and the Garmin Instinct is a watch, right? Yep, it's Garmin a watch. Okay. Yep. You, oh, it's you, really cool. I really like it. It's good for running. Um, mm-hmm. I used to use it for biking too, but it's hard to do routing on it because you yeah. have to keep looking at not your watch and stuff. But I'm really passionate about maps and like making cool like routes yeah. and maps. And mm-hmm. Wahoo's awesome because you can look at the roads ahead of you. Yes. Yep. Yep. Do you have a Wahoo or do you have Gar- are you Garmin? Uh, I have I am Garmin. I have a Garmin. Oh, I got Garmin 1040. Oh, nice. Those are um, cool. Those are it's fantastic. And my vision's not great. So I wanted to. So as soon as I found out about the 1030, I was like, yep, let me get to 1030 and got that one. And then the 1040 came out. I was like, let me get that one. So all the bells and whistles because um, I can't see stuff. Um, <laughs> have you taken your bike with you on your non cycling vacations? We actually take mostly cycling vacations. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Sam and I have been really really lucky to be able to go to um a bunch of really really cool places Mm -hmm. brought our bikes um it's like california arizona minnesota um trying to go missing somewhere else but i mean we love to create a destination and then Mm -hmm. like find some routes and cool coffee shops and it's just been like super fun to explore an area through with your bike yeah so Mm -hmm. uh where's anywhere of those places you've been, I guess, in the United States, um, that really stands out. Like, this place was awesome. I want to come back. Anywhere in California. Like, yeah. we, we've biked up and down, like, a bunch of the coast of California. If you get a chance to go, you totally should do it. Because it's probably one of the most scenic rides. Because on the left or on the right, you can see the ocean. The other side is, like, these beautiful mountains. So yeah. it's, like, just as amazing like conflation of like earth and sky together <laughs> and the, the roads there are like you know really cycling friendly and mm-hmm. like there's some excellent climbing and like we we love central coast like san luis obispo and um ventura santa barbara that area just really good cycling and biking lanes and good infrastructure um and if you and I, I know you like to do you're trying to get into bike packing yep. that's a great doing the whole coast i've heard that's a great bike packing adventure so bike packing the whole coast uh i can put that on the list of things that I can get into, <laughs> uh, if i can get out of you know get past camping sleeping outside um yeah uh, as you took your bikes right we took our bikes okay so our friend fred he gave us a recommendation of like what kind of bike suitcase mm-hmm. to get and we got them and it's really cool because you don't have to like take your bike apart mm-hmm. and you can just take the wheels off and mm-hmm. you kind of just like screw in your through axle or your quick release and then yep. you just pack it up right and it's super yep. quick and much easier to just like check on the plane rather than like having to make a huge box and take everything apart nice yeah um i've flown with my bike once 
um, and it was a bit nerve wracking. You, um, you went to like Washington, right? Yes, it's with the the, the, the nice coasters. Yeah, so the San went to Washington um, in the San Juan Islands oh, uh, with awesome. some friends, um, and uh, it was a fantastic trip. It's fantastic, super memorable um, to go out there. But there was you know flying with the bike because um, also we had a we had a thing where you had to take your wheels off and mine fit in all i had to do is take my wheels off so i didn't have to and the wheels and the pedals didn't have to take the pedals off i did um so i was curious if you'd like didn't take your bike or not if you rented a bike or something like that um so awesome okay um where else would you like to go our our few like amazing trip that we'd love to take someday is like biking in spain Ooh, okay and like going around spain like there's a really cool route called it's called it might not be a biking route specifically but Santiago de, Santiago de Compostela is like a very traditional like walking route in Spain but there's just amazing roads apparently and apparently like a lot of professional cyclists go out there to train so yeah it'd be I would love to find like a fully like someone prepares the routes and everything for you mm-hmm. and like has like everything kind of mapped out because I mean I speak Spanish but I would be kind of nervous to like go to a country I don't know very well mm-hmm. and like have to plan a route and like we're like going from place to place and I'd be like I don't know like that's safe or that road is safe or whatever so. yeah um, I, and, and I'm certain there are touring companies um, that would help facilitate that for you um, and plotting it out and, and making sure you're on, on safe safe road and not the sketchy places do you have any like dream vacation cycling adventure ideas or places you'd like to go Right now, the, the, the bike packing is so prominent in my mind of going out. And I've seen, like, a, thanks to YouTube, um, I've seen so many, like, cool videos of people going out to places and, like, their looks awesome, these great views. Um, internationally, no. Um, there's thoughts of going to Colorado or somewhere just, like, I can, like, ride places and, like, see a lot of, see a lot of, I won't say see a lot of land, but that's what I mean. Um, so there's nowhere particular I kind of will see something and be like, that seems cool. I'd like to try to ride there. Um, but there's nothing yet that sticks out. Um, the only other, and then there's like an event, uh, the Grand Fondo New York um, event. Oh, I've heard about that. Um, and, and so the, it's in May of each year. And there's actually events, there's Grand Fondo New York events like all over the world. Um, but there's one in New York that they do and they close the roads down for what I understand for you to do whatever the hundred mile of thing and you go up some mountain you go up Bear Mountain and some other hills um, but everyone wears the same kit like you're on a race kind of thing and and so it seems a huge support and it was one of the first events I'd ever read about so I'm hoping I can do it someday but it's like $250 a register and that's like a lot to register for an event particularly when I'm used to paying like 45 bucks to register for an event I know that, that's kind of problem with these like really large events these mm-hmm. days especially with these big gravel races and, yeah. like, or just big races in general when like they're 250 a pop yeah. for like this race and you're like this is crazy this is like, yeah yeah <laughs> it's like part of rent money right there <laughs> yeah um i will say um it's an event i do i plug quite often um is the uh the fibro bike tour um huh. which is uh fibro bike fibro bike tour of new york um, clearly the ride you can handle is only like 40 miles um, but they shut the roads down in New York for you to ride through 
five of the boroughs kind of thing. So um, in the case of like, let's go visit New York for like three, four days, and that's included, like then, uh, then that seems very cool because like just ride around New York and to do the event because the roads are shut down, but there's like 30,000 people doing the event with you. Um, so that's, that was a very cool event. And so, you know, if you ever find you like to go to New York, that's a very cool, it's a, it's short, it's a short ride, right? You'll be like, ah, but, um, it's very cool to ride through New York, like almost without stopping. Um, like the police are blocking the intersections, you know, you ride through, you know, clearly roads it like, like through the city, you go through central park, you go through central park, like part of the route definitely goes through central park. Um, and yeah, you go through all five boroughs and then you go to Staten Island and then you take the ferry back to the start. And when you go back to the start, like life is restarted. Like peak cars are out there. You're like, oh, how do I get? So, um, either way, fire bike tour. It's so, so fun. I'll figure that out um, sometime. Um, your non-cycling vacations, most vacations are cycling vacations. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. You have to understand that. Um, what's something, if we could do some time travel and... You could talk to, to Addie back in, in, in high school, right, about your cycling. Um, like, what's something you'd want to go back and tell yourself at the beginning of, like, you getting into to, to biking? Anything you'd want to just, like, share? Don't only eat saltines <laughs> on a big century ride. <laughs> <laughs> That would be useful advice. <laughs> Don't just eat saltines. Um, or just have some electrolytes. That's that's my my key to myself. <laughs> Stay hydrated. <laughs> no, no, really, more like I mean, I feel like cycling is like, uh, you know, it's different for men and women, and there's like there's differences in like body and stuff like that and mm-hmm. don't feel pressured to keep up with like really fast people mm-hmm. like if you you know take your time and do your own thing and you'll get faster on your own like mm-hmm. don't feel like bummed that you can't keep up that's what i would tell my my previous self okay <laughs> progression will happen okay exactly um awesome uh well uh addy i i would say thank you for for sharing your story and coming out um and of course, riding the roll call and all the things. Uh, so I, I appreciate you coming out and uh, and uh, sharing your time. Thank you so much, Trey, for having me. I appreciate this.